Hello and welcome to episode 213 of the Nerds Travaganza podcast, where this week we talk about a nerdy topic. <laughs> unlike any uh, unlike any other week, I suppose. I'm Tom. I'm Brian. I'm Cam. And by nerdy topic, of course, we mean comics and some new what's the word, developments on both the Marvel and DC side of things. Uh, really, uh, you might think of it as a rebirth on the DC side. That, I'll go ahead and confess, is the more interesting of the two to me, but uh, should be interesting. So with that said, I will remind our listeners that this show is reborn every week in the form with a new episode, and uh, you can be there to witness the miracle of its rebirth by subscribing to us on iTunes, and since you're going to be in the operating theater, any, is that where babies are born? Whatever. Since you're going to be in the delivery room anyway, you might as well give us stars and a great rating. So... Let's commence tonight's episode in our usual fashion with our weekly geekly geekly weekly update. And Brian, what have you been up to this week? I, I guess this makes sense. I, I don't really follow television seasons, but uh, this week was like the final episode of all my favorite shows. So I, I'm actually kind of excited about that. Um, I've been watching Ink Master, which is like, the the sole exception to my hatred of reality television. <laughs> um, that that wound up. My guy didn't win, but I really like the guy that did, so that's fine. Um, at least like the the guy that was like a cocky asshole all season didn't win. Um, Good. And I, I actually, uh, I guess it was like a little ten episode run. It wasn't like really like a a long running series. But did anybody catch you, me, her? Don't think so now. Uh, it, pr- pretty neat topic. It, I mean, it was kind of like a sort of a love triangle, but it wound up being like a not a triangle. Like it was a husband and wife falling in love with a younger, more attractive, more cool female. Oh. And that wrapped up last night. Did she reciprocate? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, it was. I guess, uh, what are they calling it now? Not polyamorous anymore. They're calling it polyromantic. Amor, a- amor, or whatever. A- amorous and romantic seem to be synonymous in my mind, but I might be wrong. Well, I think people complain because you're mixing roots with polyamorous. Uh, Poly okay. being, I don't know, Greek or Latin, amorous being the other. So it's polyromantic? That, well, I mean, that's what television calls it. I wouldn't go by that. Sure, whatever. <laughs> They better just. They better be careful what bathrooms they use. That's all I have to say. <laughs> well, they're they. Neither of them were transgendered, but still, I don't want no poly, whatever, in my bathroom with my kid. Sorry, I got political for a second. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, good show, good show. I mean, at its heart, it was just a, uh, you know romantic comedy or whatever, but I, you know, neat to see different lifestyles getting different playtime. Yeah. That, that's kind of cool. I didn't know you were like an avid TV watcher, Brian. I didn't know you had like your shows. That's cool. Uh, not many. I mean, that kind of wipes me out for the season. Okay. You'll, uh, Tom, you'll have to comment on this. The, the series took place in Seattle and, the hardest thing for me to believe about it was that like everybody in Seattle was like judgmental assholes. Oh my God, you can't date a woman. You're married. Wow. You'll lose your job. You'll be ostracized. This is a nice neighborhood. <laughs> really? I wonder yeah. where. Uh, I don't remember. Mm. A uh, fancy suburb. 
Oh, that that may have a little more to do with it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, see, the parts of Seattle I run around in, I'm I'm the uptight. You yeah, know, I thought they'd be a little guy. more cutting edge. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think Seattle proper is just may, as you said, may have been a little more suburbia. Hmm. Or they played it up for TV. Yeah, probably. Also, man, what else? Uh, reading the comics, which I guess we're going to talk about. Not playing yet, but very intrigued by this. I get the uh, PlayStation Network Plus uh, emails every week. And apparently, uh, Last Blade 2 is available for PS4. That game's awesome. I, ever- I remember that from long ago. I didn't even know they made it still. I suffered through the shitty low times of the Neo Geo CDZ to play that. And, uh, God, I actually kind of missed the CDZ, even though it was not a great machine, but, uh, that game was awesome, man. It's like 1350, uh, on, on PSN right now. Totally worth it. Yeah. Good music. Great game. Like I find with Neo Geo games now, when you play them, especially on like the high def TVs, they, they're like pixely at first, but once your eyes like adjust, you're like, God damn, this is beautiful. I believe this is actually a like remastered version, so Ooh. you may not have to deal with that. Oh, I I may have to make that happen then, because that that last blade and last blade two were badass. It it looks pretty cool. Nice, makes me happy. Cam, if you never played those, did you ever play Samurai Showdown at all back in the day? Uh yes. So you imagine one of all those old Neo Geo games, like from the yeah yeah back in the day. Yeah. yeah. So Samurai Showdown, like. Imagine like the samurai from Japan being present in like the old West, which was like the contemporary time, I guess. And you have like the makings of this fighting game and it's badass. Oh man, that sounds cool. Yeah, it is. It is sweet. Last blade. Nice. Anything else, man? Sounds like cool stuff. No, that was, that was most of it. All right. What about you, Cam? You playing some uh, old Neo Geo games on the Xbox one or PlayStation or something? Always man. Um, no, I've actually been playing a lot of games, but it's been uh, of the tabletop and RPG variety. This weekend, I had a uh, kind of a nerd party at my house. Um, we uh, we played the End of the World uh, RPG scenario, which uh, Chris, uh, you know, our our, uh, our reporter slash RPG guru, um, who's been doing the RPG YouTube videos. Um, uh, it did an end of the world scenario with, uh, with, with some friends of mine, um, a couple weeks ago and he's been dropping, you know, little, little 20, 30 minute snippets, uh, throughout the, well, well you know, Tom, you were on there, Tom and, yep. and your companion. Um, and, um, we liked it so much that we went ahead and had a party at my house. I had two of the books. I have the end of the world by, uh, aliens and end of the world by the gods like Ragnarok, Cthulhu, et cetera. And so we had two different DMs. We had two different games going, one upstairs, one downstairs. Uh, of course, I had to be upstairs here in my uh, my gaming loft that I finally finished. And uh, we um, we had a great time. I mean, about – I think we had about six people and a DM per, per game. And uh, we had a great time. I mean, we literally were doing it for hours. It, we made it like sort of a potluck thing. So everyone brought some food. And we all just sort of hang, around, you know, hung around, uh, played games, and ate. And then uh, we broke into like little groups afterwards and played some tabletop games once we were done. And uh, it was a nice way to spend a Saturday. Nice man. Um, yeah, it was a really good time. 
And uh, let's see what else. I've been doing some, I've been following some Kickstarters. I backed uh, the new Coup, Brazilian Art Deluxe Edition. Um, I backed uh, Don't Mess With Cus- don't mess with Cthulhu, which is a little funny-looking game, uh, and I and I matched a, a, or I backed a game called Grifters, which looks really cool. The uh, the art looks awesome. That's usually what draws me in. So, um, looking forward to seeing those games. Um, gearing up for Origins, which is in about two weeks in Columbus, Ohio. So I'll be heading up there for a while. Um, and yeah, I mean, as you can see, I put the final finishing touches on my gaming loft. Uh, I had to get it done before, uh, before the party on Saturday and, uh, you know, it was up to the minute, but got it all done and, uh, that's it. Awesome. That sounds like a pretty full week, uh, very gaming heavy and that's, you you know how to throw a party evidently. (laughs) And yeah, the gaming loft looks impressive. You look like a full on nerd. Like even if those are just like halves of empty boxes, I'm impressed. Yeah, just like, fake uh, tv thing you touch it it's like <laughs> yeah yeah it um, all falls apart yeah no it's it's uh yeah the, the party was fun any more uh, excitement and a funeral would have broke out <laughs> <laughs> good one good to one. uh to prove how horribly socially inept i am i seem to recall having been invited to that sorry you guys were, invi- you guys were <laughs> invited but no problem uh i apologize i, I, I completely way- thought that was like a, a for the future thing like i did not realize <laughs> it was Oh, and I cannot go by without saying, without showing you guys this. I got the... Oh, my God. The Settlers of Catan 3D Deluxe Edition, which is like a treasure chest. It's like a 3D collector's edition. It comes with all these, like, awesome minis. Nice. Um, And it comes with these really sick, like, 3D terrain tiles. To play Catan. Wow. So, like, so that's like the ore, you know what I mean? Like the forest and all that's all different. Um, so uh, anytime next next party will be uh, will be breaking out the 3D Catan. Now, is Catan like too mainstream for real gamers or what? Like, because I've heard I've heard okay I've heard assholes say that kind of thing. So is that the yeah, truth? I think you just answered your own question. Okay. <laughs> I, well, I don't know. I mean, you know, maybe assholes happen to share opinions with people I actually like. So. <laughs> Um, it's, it's, you know, it is, I, I wouldn't say it's too mainstream. Uh, um, you know, you're always going to have those guys or people that are like, oh, well, Catan, I mean, that's, you know, that's a baby game. I mean, you already have that to a great extent with all the other board games like Monopoly and stuff like that. I mean, if you go on Board Game Geeks Facebook or what, or forums, like you can't go a day without someone posting some picture about what someone with like their Monopoly game saying, oh, look, yeah, real gamer, right? Like it's so stupid. It's it's a board game. If you like it, you like it. If it's Monopoly, fine. More power to you. As long as you're playing board games, that's all I care about. Um, but Catan, um, I think Catan gets a pass because it was like, it's like the godfather of games almost, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, uh, I mean, it certainly is a gateway game, um, but it's so ubiquitous in, in the gaming community that there's no way like one person could be like, Oh, Catan sucks. I mean, they'd get flamed. Okay. All right. Good to know. Good yeah. to know. Uh, cause I've enjoyed Catan in the past and have, yeah. a, my, my only complaint age. for it would, would be, it's not, it's not a great game to like get people in. Because chances are, like, they've played it or seen it or something like that. Like, it, yeah. it is so common that you probably want to go in a different direction when you're trying to, like, convert somebody. But that doesn't make it bad. I love, love the game personally. 
Yeah. Well, and it is a actually, it's a great way, like especially for our gaming groups and stuff like that. If when people ask, like, oh, what kind of games do you guys play at your game night? You know what I mean? If you say Catan, most people will be like, oh yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah. They'll, they'll they'll have at least heard of it, if not played it. You know, so it's a good way to not intimidate people because I know like people email me all the time to come to our game night at on uh, at, a, at Adventure Game Store. And they're like, well, what kind of games do you guys play? I'm not really used to, you know, all these crazy games. And typically, Catan will sort of ease their ease their worry. Um, but speak, actually, you know what? Uh, speaking of Catan, I actually downloaded their app on uh, uh, the Google Play, uh, whatever, off Google Play, and it's pretty fun actually. I've been playing uh, been playing Catan on my on my tablet, and also Ascension. Uh, I, I mean, if you've ever listened to the show, you know DC deck building is like one of my favorite games, but they don't they don't have a viable app yet, I guess. So um, I had to uh, satisfy my my deck building Jones with Ascension. I have the I have like all the Ascensions right there, but uh, it, it's 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 much easier to play uh, on on your tablet if you are you know in a, you know in a car or somewhere you know where you can't play with a bunch of people. So that's good, and. Uh, Oh Tom, you're you you'll be happy to hear that uh, Agricola has oh. has has come out with a new streamlined version. Ooh. And this weekend, while I am at the Adventure Game Store demoing Munchkin Marvel, which is actually a really cool game. Like, I mean, Munchkin is Munchkin. That's a game where like people are like, "Oh, if you like Munchkin, you're an asshole." Uh, and I sort of, you know, I I, <sighs> I, I I can I can sort of understand why, but. Uh, they they came out with a Nightmare Before Christmas version a couple months ago. Yeah, that was awesome. Christmas, which was I cool, love that. Yeah. I own and it now. Uh, yeah, now uh, I have the Munchkin Marvel version, which I'm going to be demoing at the Adventure Game Store, and at the same time, someone else will be demoing the new uh, streamlined revised rules Agricola, which is supposedly making it a you know supposed to make it a more appealable game to non-crazy mutants your peasant can starve to death twice as fast yeah exactly <laughs> you have a shitty time it just you know you just do it in half the time technically that's an improvement yeah i'd be more likely to play it again <laughs> exactly <laughs> so uh stop by the adventure game store if you want to play munchkin or agricola this I, on saturday 12 to 5 i would recommend uh munchkin personally <laughs> gonna put that out there uh although Traumatizing experiences with both games uh, in, in, ter- in terms of how I was introduced. I was sort of pressed into service in a game of Agricola. And, oh, God, that was drudgery. And then uh, Brian and I were actually, well, hmm, I don't want to talk too much. Uh, well, I never the- played that that time, though. That was just very off-putting. Yeah, I, it was we- years before I played Munchkin. Like, actually sat down and played it. Yeah, when we when we went to the adventure game store, was it our first time kind of reacquainting ourselves with that ecosystem back in the day, Brian? Yeah, that was my first time at what is called the adventure game store that had been called the Dragon's Lair. I was at the Dragon's Lair, never there before. Okay, so it was our first time at the adventure game store itself, and uh, yeah, we were accosted by a very enthusiastic fan. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and his enthusiasm was uncomfortable. So. Jeez. Yeah. Anyway, um, I'll get over my fear, and uh, the nightmare before Christmas one got me over it. I'm good. I'm good to go. I don't know about a Grigula though, man. I, I've never recovered from that. 
it's so funny. I was talking to Keith last night, and he remembered that time that we all played. Like, he remembered the guy's name. I couldn't remember the guy's name. That was like the Agricola guy. That, that yeah, that pushed it on us or whatever. <laughs> he's like, he's like, oh yeah, it was so and so. I remember he was bringing Agricola and, and Puerto Rico around, and he kept people wanting to play. And I was like, yeah, and that basically put us all off to that that game for the last three years. God, here's a plotting mind-numbing game. How do we make it worse? I know. How about a bunch of little plotting uh, mind-numbing subsystems? Oh, yeah. yeah. that's. Yeah. If you're the type of person that likes learning tedious systems and likes Maybe just loops within yeah. loops within loops, then that's a wonderful game. But, uh... but that is actually a huge selling point to a lot of people. Yeah, they like it. They like all that going on. The minutia is its own thing. Oh, God, that dragged. Anyway, Agricola. <laughs> We're not really selling it. Stop by and check it out. <laughs> yeah. All right, over to me then. You done? Yes, sir. All right, thanks for the update. Mine's pretty short and sweet. I, let's see, what have I been doing? Oh, I beat Arkham Origins for the 360 and then did a little bit of like trophy gathering to get some achievements and then moved on. Now I'm I'm current gen with the Batman at least uh, now playing Arkham Knight which so far unlike the other games where you're like flying around Gotham and beating up bad guys well the first one you were in Arkham Asylum but other than that you're flying around parts of Gotham in these other games beating up bad guys you know with your gadgets and fists uh, this one involves a lot of tank combat which is an <laughs> unusual <laughs> the Batmobile is kind of a big tank and like these thugs and these like goofballs taking over gotham city have like just shit tons of tanks like these guys have a lot of money to, like they, they can fund an army this city must be valuable and you're like engaged in a lot of tank combat around gotham wow um it's uh, it's fun i'm just not really sure that oh. that's like mm, batman -y? makes as much sense as what they do with their comics <laughs> i suppose is that a reference to tonight's topic uh, well, yeah, and restarting everything and changing tones and yeah, I, well, I, I can't wait to get to that. I'm, I'm so curious because it seems like yesterday that they restarted everything and now they're restarting everything. But um, yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. Anyway, apart from that, um, oh, I bought tickets to Star Wars Celebration 2017, wow. which is in Orlando, Florida this year or next year, guys. So no Anaheim. Sweet. Yeah, Sweet. take that Anaheim. Um, no, Anaheim's nice. I like it, but it's cool that it's going to be here. So I'm going to go. I've never been to one, and uh, I think it's next April. Get your tickets now. It's not too late. Uh, in addition, I thought I had one more bit of news to share, but it's not springing readily to my oh. On a nerdy transit front, I'm really excited that the light rail system here in our hometown of Fort Lauderdale, Florida is being overseen by another state organization as opposed to the organization that was overseeing it because it's more likely to come to fruition faster now. Um, okay. That is, <laughs> that's interesting to me and like 1% of the population, but I've really wanted a streetcar down here forever and it's happening. No, no excitement on that one. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I actually have a news item sort of related to that, but we'll, we'll get to that. All right. All right. Then I'll, then I'll pivot to uh, one final topic. Speaking of Fort Lauderdale and speaking of new reboots of comics and me needing to maybe spread the subscription wealth around if they're good, 
Fort Lauderdale Comics finally opened here in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Lauderdale Comics, I should say. And uh, I haven't been by there yet, but I'm going to check it out because I've been driving past that place, like almost rear-ending people. Like, is it open yet? Is it open yet? <laughs> and uh, it's finally open. So um, I really like Corka out by Brian. So my business will continue to be there as well. But I would like to check this place out because it's right in my backyard. So if you're in Fort Lauderdale, check it out. And that's it. That's all I got. Short and sweet, as I said. And uh, I think, Cam, you mentioned you had some, what was it, news? Yes, sir. The news travaganza is all right. ready to roll. All right. Um, well, okay, there is a company um, just sort of sticking with your light transit um, uh, theme. The There's a company uh, that... Well, of course, just like everything else, is you know out in California first, but uh, I'm sure we'll make its way to the East Coast at some point. It's called Sleep Bus, hmm. and I know Brian uh, uh, and Tom, you guys are both sort of you know big fans of public transportation. This provides an alternative um, to like taking the Greyhound or taking to a light taking a light rail or whatever. For forty eight dollars, you can go from San Francisco to L A. So it leaves San Francisco around 11 p.m. and gets to L.A. around 6 a.m. Um, and it's 48 bucks each way, one way. And uh, it's like if you've ever seen like videos of like rock bands with their like really cool buses, you know what I mean? They have those really cool like coaches that have like beds and party areas and all kinds of stuff like that. Um, that's essentially what it is. It's just a big ass bus, uh, like, like almost like a semi truck type thing. And it's just gutted out and has amazing places for you to sleep and there's like a little kitchen and bathrooms and all kinds of good stuff for you to use. Um, so if you need to get, you know, from one place to another and you don't want to drive or you just want to, you know, be good to the environment, take public trans, uh, that nice. is going to be a viable option for you. So if the light rail doesn't come to fruition, maybe sleep bus will, will help us out. Yeah. That sounds like comfortable and <laughs> nice. Yeah. And even, you know, even if the light rail does come, you know, come about, I'd still like to see sleep bus because, you know, public transportation is still public transportation. You got to sit next to mutants and, you know, <laughs> I'd much rather have my own little like sleeper compartment and just, you know, Cam, you, you, you're not at all accustomed to that yet. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I basically do it like three or four times nights a week, but Hey, I mean, if I can avoid it at all costs, right? <laughs> Cam, tr tr truly of the people and all about <laughs> life in the public space yes um thor ragnarok has announced that it's added carl urban who played judge dread in the recent reboot which i think was his most re uh maybe most notable thing he's, he's played a bunch of stuff but like i actually like him as an actor he's a good guy um and jeff goldblum so thor ragnarok i don't know are you guys excited for that movie i figured we're doing something like dc and stuff tonight so i throw in a, a little marvel uh new story are you guys yeah. excited about it yeah, I like. I actually like the Thor movies. They're they're good. So yeah, the last one felt was kind of a stinker. I, I thought, but this one really? looks pretty cool. I I, I don't know, know how much they were joking about it, but um, one of the stars was was recently joking in the in the newspapers that it's going to be like an intergalactic buddy movie. <laughs> no, I think I, I would love to see that. I'd love to see like Thor and and hulk just like going on crazy adventures like on a road trip or something <laughs> palling around mm, the rainbow <laughs> bridge is broken let's go for a walk <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's funny no uh carl urban i can't even believe i forgot this uh, he's also scott uh plays the scotty on the, new, the star trek reboot mm. so, oh, okay okay not scotty uh, uh 
Bones. Bones. Bones, all right, yeah, because yeah. Scotty is the yeah. uh, that other guy. Simon Simon Pegg, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Um, so, yeah, so that looks – I mean, that Dark World, I, I, uh, I wasn't a huge fan of it, but this looks pretty awesome, so I'm looking forward to it. Um We've been. I don't know why I find this so fascinating, but the ransomware. We've talked a couple times about how it's like they've hacked a bunch of people, and um, now they're like they've gone after like big ga- bigger game, and they hacked that one hospital, hospital right? yeah, in California, and the hospital ended up paying like tens of thousands of dollars to get their systems back. Well, they're taking it even further. I guess they they uh, they hacked Kansas Heart Hospital, uh, apparently in Kansas. And um, what's even worse is that they paid to get their systems back, and then uh, ransomware was like, "Well, oh, thanks for that, but I think we we think you guys are worth a few more thousand dollars." Like, oh my god, no! Send us us more money, or or we're not going to do it. Um, so uh, I don't know. I I don't agree with that's pretty shitty. I mean, it's it's a heart hospital. You know what I mean? Yeah, like targeting hospitals. Like, there's so many more like dicky entities out there to target. uh, That I, you know. Hmm. Okay. I mean, I I don't want to really say too much because then they'll target us. And you know, we were with our deep pockets, we're a ripe target. So uh, I hate to be like methodical about this, but isn't Payus or else? Uh, just kidding kind of like bad business like i would be less likely to pay them now i mean yeah well it says that like i guess when they did that the um they basically said no we're not paying you anymore and then i guess the the ransomware guys were like okay fine here have it back i think they restored like partial systems you know what i mean and they were like well if you want the rest you know you gotta send us a little more money and they were like no we're not paying you anymore i mean we just paid you or whatever and then i guess they were like okay fine here wow take it back so but, they plant malicious uh, malicious software in your systems that like delete your information until uh, encrypts and then begins deleting your data until you like pay off, right? Yeah, there it's like almost like a saw type thing where it's like, okay, here's the counter. You have 24 hours. If you don't pay us, it's gonna start deleting like file by file, and uh, it basically just puts the gun to your head to like get it done. And they had the encryption keys, and there's you know they use this crazy level encryption that you know no regular person is going to be able to break. So at I mean, least not within their time frame. you know, it's kind of cool in a way, but like, yeah, I wouldn't want to be a victim and I don't like who they're targeting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing if they were like targeting like shitty companies that like people hated, but they're, I mean, you can't tell you to target a heart hospital. Some guys it's going in there for a freaking pacemaker and he can't, you know, they don't have his records. Um, but, uh, it's funny that the secure law enforcement agencies have like put out like statements like don't pay them, you know, you, you, you can't negotiate with terrorists, et cetera, et cetera. But like at the same time, they're not doing anything like, what right. Are they, you guys going to, you know, them? like, yeah. All right. No, we're not paying them. So what are you guys doing to stop it or, or, or fix it? You know, not that like, I'm not down on, you know, law enforcement agencies at all. I, I mean, I, I get it. It's, you can't stay ahead of everything, but I mean, it really puts you in a prisoner's dilemma. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, <laughs> so. Law enforcement has nothing to offer. They're just like stand on principle here. Yeah, don't pay. Um, Tom, this is gonna tickle your fancy. Um, you know, we know that the new uh, Nintendo NX is not gonna be out until like March 2017. Yeah. However, 
if you are in the New York area in the month of June, uh, 500 lucky fans on June 11th will be able to play the new Zelda at the worldwide New York Nintendo store uh, headquarters. Oh, man. I want to go there. Yeah, five, I mean, can you imagine what that line is going to be like? Like, or what? Oh yeah, they're like they're, you. You have to like attend a a, a sign up day. Just June eleventh is just the sign up day. Um, yes, I can imagine, Cam. All the all the PAX lines I stood in to play Nintendo games, like just yeah. stack them all end to end, and then yeah. there there we go, and then be outside in the heat. Is yeah. it New York hot in June or or what? I don't know. Yeah. Well, I guess you got to go on the 11th, and you if you're one of the lucky people that gets to sign up and play, then you get a wristband and an appointment, and then you have playtime between June 14th and 19th. So you got to go and wait, and then go home and wait some more, and then come back and wait some more, and then play. To get an appointment. Okay. Uh, okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's, yeah. That's diehard. Maybe I'll just wait for the game to come out. Yeah. <laughs> I can wait till March. Um... And finally, segueing into our our topics, um, DC Comics is folding the Watchmen back into their main universe, and apparently they're going to be going with Doctor Manhattan as uh what like the main 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 character. Um, so in conjunction with I guess what we're going to be talking about tonight, uh, I'm I'm actually looking forward to that. I'm a huge Watchmen fan. What I'm a huge Watchmen novel fan. Uh, the movie was kind of crap but uh you know i'm looking forward to seeing what they do with that huh are they gonna have to alter some stuff to make that fit or oh boy probably but <laughs> yes <you know. laughs> but it's funny it's funny because they uh we just talked last week about how marvel or dc is talking you know wanting to move away from like the darker grittier storylines and then it's like not even a week later, and they're putting in Watchmen, which is like okay, one so, of the most dark, gritty like storylines you can get. Uh, I stand. I that, that question was foolish in retrospect. Uh, they're not going to have to redo anything they're not already redoing. So, right, <laughs> they could just fold it right in. It makes total sense. Um, Perfect segue. For the record, I like DC's darkness and grittiness, and I think they should stick with it. Me too. Um, Me too. But I guess I guess dollars are what really counts when you're in a in business to make money. So. There you go. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I like it, but I understand why they have to change it. It's like, you can't, you know, it's it's almost like, well, all right, so you're going to change it because you want to... I mean, they're selling out for sure, but, I mean, who doesn't these days? True, true. <sighs> okay, so with that said, uh, any more news? That's like a pretty good transition. That's it. All right. All right. In that case, let's, uh, let's move on to the topic. Speaking of comics, and Brian, you kind of suggested this one based on some recent developments in the comics world. I think I will just let you kind of introduce the topics and we'll, we'll attack them. Well, I guess uh rebirth is, is supposed to be like a pretty big deal. Like kind of like the new 52 or kind of like flashpoint or, or all, all of those things. It's rewriting the DC universe. Uh, they did midnight openings. The book is huge, actually. The volume one is like 64 pages or something like that. It's actually a really good deal if you're into, uh, you know, comic deals. Um, and I don't know. I don't think anybody saw that coming. Like, I don't think people thought they would fold in Watchmen like that. 
And then, of course, Marvel had to do something zany to kind of like siphon the excitement away or anything. So there was big news with uh, Steve Rogers and Captain America this week. And some people are really not pleased with that. But some people are like, well, come on, it's just a gimmick. And so big shakeups on both. They had to steal... Yeah, they had to sell Steve Rogers number one somehow, right? Well, I think, I mean, I, <laughs> it's probably no coincidence that it happened the same day as Rebirth. Like, all right, so let's get this out of the way. Like, thank you for joining us. Massive spoilers. We understand if you don't want, like, just come back next week. And, <laughs> like, there's no way we can talk about this without talking about what happens. Yep. Um, I don't know. It, it's really cheesy. Like... Captain America murders an innocent in cold blood and then reveals that he's been a Hydra agent for 75 years. Um, <laughs> that, that seems kind of gimmicky. I mean, Doesn't it? Doesn't it? He has done, he has done nothing to advance the Hydra cause. Yeah. In fact, he's done everything he can to counteract it. You know what I mean? As a storytelling device, the reader has been in Steve's narration for a, a, a lot of those 75 years. And he's never once had a wicked thought. He's never once been like, oh, man, I'm going to have to kill this guy, even though he's on my side. Like, it, it is just absolutely out of nowhere. And I don't think anybody's really buying it. it it's the cheesiest gimmick I've ever seen in comics. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. I <laughs> I mean, talk about selling out, right? I mean, th th there's it, it really pissed me off because it's like you can't spend. I mean, how long has Captain America been around? Seventy five years is the anniversary this year. Seventy five years, yeah. And uh, I mean, the guy is is. I mean, everything about him has been like truth, forthrightness. You know, everything. You can't just nope, like secret Nazi that brand. Like, it's so stupid. I mean, like. I, I can sort of liken it a little bit to Superman and how like when Superman sort of went into that dark period or whatever, I get it. Like I, I, I would buy that. I would be okay with that because, you know, heroes are fallible. Heroes have like, you know, dark sides and you know, whatever, but you can't just be like, Oh, everything you know about this guy, completely wrong. Sorry. See ya. You know, come back for episode two or yeah. Whatever. By number two through 72 two. to yeah. figure out what, what it yeah. really means. <laughs> Horseshit. Uh, yeah, I'm not. Hmm. Was this, you think, something planned or something they were like, gosh, shit, something out? Like. Everything I've read said that they've been planning it since 2014. Hmm. But, I mean, you know, they could say anything they want. I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Uh, Take me back, and, and and the guy at Corco was kind of reminding me that um, on the DC side, you know, New Fifty Two has run its course, like as advertised. Is that correct, or does this feel like a an unscheduled pivot to you guys? Because I I I think implicit in the title was like it was going to have a, a certain fixed run. It, it, I don't hate the rebirth nearly as much as I hate the Captain America thing. The Captain America. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was trying to, we'll, we'll, we'll shield, we'll shield bash that a little bit more in a second. We'll but. really have to see how this plays out because the first issue, 
reveals they they really could work it out where new 52 comes to a really logical that makes perfect sense conclusion and still undo it like it's it's not crap writing in other words it's a little gimmicky but it's well done could be really well done end of matrix 2 well done End of Matrix 2 well done? Did I, I should try to parse that uh, one. Matrix 2 ended with a great cliffhanger. It could have gone either way, and then it just went to total shit. Oh, <laughs> right, okay, okay. <laughs> a lot of people liked how Matrix 2 ended, and they had the great fan theories about, oh, they're going to do this, and it's going to be awesome, and all that kind of stuff. And then, no, no. Hmm. Yeah, okay, so contrast that with this marble thing, which is... I think what bothers me most about the Marvel thing is it's so obviously some kind of ploy. Like, you know how they do the death of all the time and everything like that? There's usually that, like, oh, the guy, you know, maybe they're killing this guy and someone else is going to pick up the mantle. Or maybe, you know, this guy's old. Of course they're going to pass it. Blah, blah, blah. No one for a second believes that Steve Rogers has been a Hydra agent for 75 years. Like, at everybody's just like, oh, well, I, you know, have to wait to see how this turns out. It's just very... It's just weak writing. Yeah, some of the articles are this guy Nick Spencer, who's a one of their editors, basically. I mean, he, they're not even like disguising the fact that they're trying to sell future episodes. He's like, you know, I, I guess the interviewer asked him, like, so if we go back and look at older comics, like, is this going to like hold up, or are we going to be able to see where you guys have sort of been going? And he's like, yeah, you know, once you get get episode or uh, get uh, issue number two. And it's going to sort of wind the clock back and let you know and lay out, you know, let you know, show you the trail of breadcrumbs and then sort of lay out a roadmap of what the future episode, future issues are going to look like. <laughs> He's like, I don't want to say much. I want you to read the book. But so they're like blatantly not even trying to cover it up. They're just saying, oh, yeah, go buy issue number two and, and, and then issue number three and issue number four. and You'll see what we were doing all, all along. And, and I think <laughs> okay, the worst right. thing for me, too, is so now the book is called Captain America, Steve Rogers. And there's another book right. called Captain America, Sam, I forgot his last name, that's like the new Captain America, like the real Captain America, and he's the pure of heart good guy now, so just retire, Steve, and let the Sam guy take over, man, like. <laughs> well, I think, the, I think well, because Steve's been sort of, the, the serum's been breaking down, right? I think he's been getting older in the comics. I haven't really kept up with them, but, like, I think this is going to be in conjunction with him being sort of restored. So Steve's going to be around, for sure. Um, but, uh, and I think they're going to, like, revitalize him somehow with more super serum or maybe this <laughs> probably will tie it. This whole Hydra thing will probably tie into like how he gets restored or whatever. Maybe he's just like a double, double agent and he's really just using Hydra to get restored. And then, you know, whatever. <laughs> we've already spoiled everything else. So a sentient cosmic yeah. cube snaps its fingers and Steve's restored. Oh, okay. Well, see. <laughs> Speaking of lazy writing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, don't forget that. It, yeah, like, hmm. there's nothing in in comics that you can't just undo with like it all took place in a you know alternate a, bubble or you know, right. It all was... took place in you know uh, it would be Bizarro World, but uh, you know Inverse World in the mind of a <laughs> cosmic being known as the Inverter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> so, oh god. Which it's funny um, you should bring up like laying the 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 trail of crumbs and all that kind of stuff because I mean, I, I am not a, I'm not even a fan of DC all that much, but this could be really cool because in Watchmen like like in the graphic novel Dr. Manhattan said this really innocent like oh yeah just throw it off his cuff and they they capitalized on that and now they're using it like what is it 10 15 years later after after just zero development they're like no no that that happened i mean you know yeah well i guess they're saying like there's an episode where Red Skull talks about criminal trespassers who make a mockery of America's borders. Yeah. And uh, he calls Germany an invading army, bringing fanatical beliefs, beliefs and crime to Europe. Um, and so, I mean, I guess like they're going to go, I, I mean, I don't know how much of it is them actually really laying be- breadcrumbs as they went or now going back and shoehorning certain things. Like you said, like the whole Dr. Manhattan off the cuff remark. Like, I don't know if they're just like sort of shoehorning things or if it's, actually by design or maybe a little bit of both i i can't imagine it's by design like there's there's it's just too innocent and there's no way they i mean i don't think especially dc smart enough to leave it like sit dormant for 10 years like this like i think it's brilliant i think it's a great way to capitalize on it but i would you could not convince me it was by design yeah it's like fortune tellers. You can go back and read anything. Right. And, you know what I mean? It's like you'll have a prosperous day and you, you read like anything into that. Yeah. I'm not sure where to go from here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, let, let's, let's, let's do this. Um, so Brian, uh, like, it's funny, like Brian and Tom, you guys are more, much more, I guess, on the comic front than I am in terms of you guys actually go to the stores and buy comics or, mm-hmm. you know, I, I had a subscription to the Marvel service for a while. And like, you know, I, I like the comics. I, I try to keep up with them, but I just have so much other stuff going on. I, it, there's just no way, but the, as hardcore comic lovers, will this make any difference to you in terms of your buying patterns, reading patterns, etc.? which I suspect, and I'll let you guys answer, but I suspect your answer is going to be no. It's just going to be status quo. It's just another thing that, you know, happened. Um, And then do you think that this will attract or put off readers that are more of the casual nature? And I can sort of talk about that after you guys are done because I, I would put myself, you know, not in a super casual end of the spectrum, but like definitely not as far as you guys on the spectrum. First DC, I book I bought in probably 10 years. Okay. I, I, I don't so like superheroes. I, I, I read yeah. Star Wars. I read like all kinds of, you know, Westerns, uh, sci-fi punk, anything like that. Like I don't, I don't really do superheroes, but I'm, I'm really interested in how they, I mean, we know what they're going to do. I'm interested in how they're going to do it, especially with, I, I don't know. Watchmen is is as close as you get to like holy book in comics. You can't dick that up or people are going to be so pissed at you. So they're really going to have to stay kind of true to that, I think. So you as a hardcore comic guy, this actually caused you to 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 buy a book that you probably otherwise I probably won't stay with like cuz dude, I I hate you know Issue one of X-Men, 
you have to buy issue 378 of Avengers. And then you have to buy, like, yeah. I hate all the, the tie-ins and everything like that. There's no way I'll be able to keep up with it. I'm not buying 30 books a month, but I'll, I'll probably read the main storyline. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm with Brian and, and you, you, I think I'm kind of a casual when it comes to comics, honestly. Like, I will occasionally follow a storyline of Nightcrawler, like one of my heroes from childhood. But, um, I try, like, back when the New 52 launched, I, like, okay, I'm reading and then I'm grabbing this book, then I'm grabbing that one, then I'm grabbing that one, then I'm grabbing this one, then I'm, and, like, it quickly, like, ballooned beyond where I could keep up because I wasn't a subscriber. Um, gotcha. This might change my personal buying habits because I do want to check out that new comic store that's opening and I want to give them business. So I might be like, oh yeah, subscribe me to the new DC stuff as it comes out. Uh, once that grows into a high dollar <laughs> habit. Next month. And it, yeah, next month when it's like 5,000 books, I may or may not stick with it because my problem is with comics, they're kind of like Netflix for a lot of people. Like I collect them. I make sure to get them every month when I can. And then I just binge read. Like I'm probably 10 episodes, 10 issues behind all the star Wars stuff right now, but I'm planning a, a reading binge pretty soon to catch back up. Um, but with the DC stuff, man, it just explodes. Like uh, one node leads to another, leads to another, leads to another. Then you've got this massive like tree you have to read. And like um, it, it could be daunting. It could be daunting for a casual comic reader. So it's still up in the air whether or not this is going to cause me to buy more or less. I uh, I don't really like trade paperbacks because I'm old enough to have valued finding missing issues and, you know, can't read anymore until you find this one and have to look for it. And that was part of the fun of collecting to me as a kid. But th this is perfect story for a trade paperback just wait till it's done and there'll be like a hardcover $50 book with like probably 24 issues in it and just read that through and you'll love it like read it like a traditional novel and you'll love it that's actually not a bad idea I just I, I like sometimes being there at the ground floor when something like this happens and so that's going to be my undoing here what, what about you Cam it sounded like you wanted to weigh in with what how you think you're going to be affected no, I would, I would, well, especially with the Captain America stuff, definitely would not, I, I, I wouldn't give them a penny, uh, for that storyline. Yeah. Um, yeah. but as far as, uh, I was actually thinking the same thing, Brian. Um, and we talked about it with that Night of the Seven Kingdoms thing with the, uh, Game of, uh, Game of Thrones or whatever, Song of Ice and Fire, um, those graphic novels that sort of got put together into like a prequel book to, uh, to, to the, to the Martin series. Um, I would definitely do that. You know, especially if it was like on a on an e reader service or whatever, um, just wait until it's all done and they slap it together into like one like nice big novel or one nice big package, and just you know pay a couple bucks, download it onto my 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 tablet and read it. Um, I definitely would do that for for rebirth, not for. Uh, it, not for it's, I, it's funny. I think both Brian and I like completely did did not even address rebirth. We were just like, oh uh, yeah, you meant. You meant the stuff right, that we yeah, actually want to read, right? I mean, I'll <laughs> yeah. probably read the news story in, in, in six months or whatever when, you know, Cap pulls off his head and it was this guy all along or something stupid like that. But <laughs> I, I shouldn't laugh at this. This is serious. And I people should not do this or whatever. This is really bad. But apparently, I mean, book came out today and the guy's getting death threats already. <laughs> I, I just like I opened the news and like Captain America writer gets death threats on Twitter. Twitter. 
It's not that bad. It's not that bad. First off, it's just a comic book. Yeah, seriously. They're not. He's not going to be an agent of Hydra. I think right. that's what confuses me so much. It's no one believes he's really an agent of Hydra. Like, yeah. So what's with the death threats? You know that there's going to be a, a shitty plot, plot twist eventually. Like, just, Relax. Don't, don't buy the book for a few months, man. Mm. Or don't read the book. Right. Believe me, I get it. You want to complete your collection, but. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we've we, we've all sort of uh, weighed in on this uh, on this comics news, and I'm kind of curious to uh, to see how it plays out. But based on your recommendation, Brian, I'm going to give Rebirth a shot. It, it really is like 48 pages for 2.99. It's a great. I mean, if you never read another one, this this single book is is a decent comic. It's a great value in comics. Okay. Your your advice will be heeded, and I will likely uh, take the plunge. At the new Lauderdale Comics here in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. I plug these places like they're our <laughs> sponsors, but I, I just I just want good things for the community down here. So, Ken, can you get a contract together for a sponsorship? Certainly. Uh, I don't know. I can't <laughs> promise they'll sign it, but <laughs> just just strong arm them. Do do your lawyer magic and make them <laughs> make them sign it. <laughs> All right. Anything else you guys want to discuss uh, about this topic before we adjourn? All right. Okay. Well, with that said, I will remind our listeners that uh, we are not actually another podcast in disguise working against ourselves uh, and have not been since we became unthawed from World War II something. I'm trying to do it. I try to fit that weird Captain America story into us, but but it just doesn't work. What does fit, though, is uh, regular listeners downloading our podcast, subscribing to it, checking it out, giving us maximum stars. Check us out. We are on iTunes. We are on Stitcher. And we are on Google Play Music. I have really been enjoying Google Play Music if you're on an Android device. Um, I uninstalled all my other third-party pod catchers, and that's all I use now. Uh, like us on Facebook. Add us on Twitter and Instagram. Follow us in your Google circle and join the Nerd Travaganza HQ group. Uh, on Facebook to tell us what you think of these stories, even if you disagree. <laughs> head on over to your uh, head on over to our website nerdstravaganza.com to check out this and all of our back episodes. Check us out on YouTube; all of our video content is there for your eyeball pleasure. Uh, just type nerdstravaganza into the handy dandy search bar, and we will come up in all of our glory. And send us an email at nerdstravaganza@gmail.com. And with all that said, Brian or Captain Ganza, as you're known, take us away. Hail Hydra. <laughs> Hail Hydra. <laughs> By the way, the Hail Hydra with the two fists in the air was like, that got a lot of eye rolls and groans in the movie back when, uh, back when that movie came out. Yeah. It was, it's it's kind of dumb, but whatever. All right. Good night, everybody. <laughs>